Welcome to the Parkway Fellowship Podcast. We hope that God speaks to you through this message from Pastor Mike McGowan. I'm so glad that you're here today because today we're in week two of our message series, The Domino Effect. The domino effect, essentially, is when we do things in life in the order in which God says to do them, it sets in motion a chain of events that not only blesses our lives, but blesses the lives of so many people on down the line. And this is true, like we talked about last week, this is true in so many areas of life. It's true in dating, in marriage, in parenting, in career, in habits, in self-control, but it is especially true when it comes to giving. Because when it comes to giving, God says that we're supposed to do things in a specific order. He says that we're supposed to give first, save second, and then spend third. But unfortunately, most people, they do it exactly backwards, okay? They spend first, then they save, and then there's anything left over then, then they give. But unfortunately, that has a reverse domino effect. So instead of actually bringing more financial freedom, it actually brings more financial bondage, which, by the way, is a key reason why credit card debt in our country has exploded. Look at your bulletin. Look at, and this is your first fill in the morning, so go ahead. And, you know, we're starting early. Here it is. According to the May 2016 statistics from the U.S. Census Bureau and Federal Reserve, the average credit card debt per household in the U.S. is $5,700. But get this, of those carrying a balance month to month, like they're not paid it off, but they carry a balance month to month, the average jumps to $16,048 per family. I mean, that is huge. And can you imagine the amount of fear and bondage that comes with that? See, when we do things our way and not God's way, it actually, it's got a reverse domino effect. So instead of leading to blessing, it actually leads to more bondage. And more bondage, that is what leads to fear. And fear is by far the number one reason why people do not trust God with their finances. I mean, it's almost like we think God has no idea what he's doing when it comes to finances. And so we take matters in our own hands, but that leads to bondage, which in turn leads to fear. Fear that you know, we won't have enough. Fear that if there's an emergency, well then what are we gonna do? Fear that if the economy goes south, or if I lose my job, or are we gonna be able to afford this car, or, or that house, or this college, but behind it all it's just fear, 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 fear. It's, it's, it's all based in fear, but there is another way. Um, when Amy and I first married, when we got married, we had just over $3,000 of credit card debt, okay? Now, I know that that might not sound like a lot to some, but to us, like we were just starting out married, like that was a ton of money, a ton and we weren't making much money at the time. And so um, there was all the reason for us to have a lot of fear about trusting God by giving him the first 10% of our income when we were facing that much debt and not making much. But you know what? We, we, never, we were never really tempted to give in to that fear. 
Because, you know, both Amy and I, we grew up in church. And so we had, honestly, we had just heard too many stories of people who had trusted God with their finances, even during lean times, and God came through. Like, he always came through, 100% of the time. So even though we were in debt, even though we didn't have much in savings, even though we weren't making much money, we decided we were going to trust God, and we were going to give him the first 10% of our income every month. And that's what we did. And you know what? Eventually, eventually we got out of debt. Our, we started to build our savings back up. We had two babies. We started a church from scratch. But all the while, we never missed a meal, a payment, or a dime. Never. Okay, and that, was, that wasn't because I was a pastor. The, on, the only thing that I can trace that back to is the fact that Amy and I made a commitment to tithe. Now, tithe is a Bible word that we don't use very much in our culture, but t- the word tithe essentially means first tenth. It means that I give God the first tenth of my income. Not, not the middle tenth, not the last tenth, but the first tenth. And that's what it says that I'm, I'm supposed to do. But if we get things out of order and we don't give God the first tenth, here's what happens. If instead what I do is I say, okay, you know what, God, I'm going to take and I'm going to, you know, make sure that I invest some money first, and then after that I'm going to try to save some money, oh, and then I've got to cover all my expenses. I do all those things to God, and then I'm going to give. Well, you did give, but there's no domino effect there. Like, there's no domino effect that happens in your life because we didn't do it in the order in which God said to do it. And so, essentially, nothing really happens. And why? Why is it important that we do things God's way, in His order? It's because God wants us to know that 90% in His hands goes farther than 100% in ours. That's really true. Look at these verses that are there in your worship guide. Deuteronomy 14, 23 God says, the purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first in your lives. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first and best part of all your income, then your barns will be full and your vats will overflow with fresh wine. So look, today I've got a choice. You have a choice. I can live in fear or I can live in faith, but there's no middle ground. I want you to write that down. I can live in fear or in faith, but there is no middle ground. See, the truth is we fear what we don't know. And when it comes to finances, the truth is like we, we don't know the future. And because we don't know the future, we fear what might happen. And that fear causes us to try to grab control of as much as we possibly can so that we know we can make sure that we've got as much control over the uncontrollable that we possibly can. Look, and I, and I understand that. I mean, I'm all for saving up for a rainy day and, you know, getting out of debt and being on a budget. I'm for all that. But look, here's the thing. We can live our entire lives in financial fear, but more money doesn't fix it. And how do I know that? Because how much more money do you need? The answer is always the same. Just a little bit more than what you got now. 
So more money isn't really going to fix it, okay? So the first thing, so what you have to do is you have to instead, you have to choose faith over fear. Now, to do that, the first thing you got to do is you got to actually make sure that you actually have faith. And what I mean is you need to make sure that you actually have faith in God by trusting in his son, Jesus Christ. It, for everybody, it starts there. Because look, how can you have faith in something that you don't even believe in? So you have to choose to become a Christ follower first. And you do that by asking Jesus to come into your life to forgive you for everything you've ever done and then promise to follow him as best you can from this day forward. So if you've never done that, feel like you've got to start there. There's a sample prayer. It's in your worship notes. If you've never prayed that prayer, I want you to go ahead and pray that prayer right now and choose that step of faith first. Now, for those that have already chosen that step of faith, once you become a Christ follower, how do, how, how do you replace fear with faith, especially when it comes to finances? Well, the truth is, that is the very same question that the people of Israel were facing back in Bible times. Look, at this, look what God says to them of what to do in Malachi chapter 3, beginning in verse 8. God's speaking here, and he says, will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how do we rob you? God says, in tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you're robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. So look, so God's telling the people that they were under a curse, okay? They were under his judgment because they weren't living in faith by tithing. And when I first read that when I was 13 years old, I, I, first time I read that, I said to myself, self, I am more scared about living under God's financial judgment than I am about living with less money. So God, I commit to tithe. And I did. I, and and I, I have ever since. Now look, I'll be honest with you. I have been through some financial, financially stressful times. But I've never been through financially fearful times. And I think all that goes back to learning how to choose faith over fear when it com comes to finances. So I want to spend the rest of our time today talking about what would happen if we replaced fear with faith. Like what would our lives look like? What, what would be true of us? Because the best way to handle fear is to choose faith. And God, and look, and God's not asking you to take like just some blind leap of faith because you have no idea what's going to happen. No, 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 no. Like, he tells us. He tells us all the things that he'll do in our lives if we will choose faith over fear, okay? So, what kind of domino effects would faith through tithing have? Let me hear, there's two really big ones we have time to cover, cover this morning. Here's the first. It makes it easier for my kids and grandkids to trust God. It makes it easier for my kids and grandkids to trust God. Look what the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, beginning in verse 6. It says, these commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them 
on your children. Circle the word impress. Now, he's not just talking about tithing here, okay? He's talking about teaching your kids all of God's commands, including tithing, okay? Now, that word I had you circle, impress, the Hebrew word for impress, this is the part I want you to write down, the Hebrew word for impress means to sharpen like a knife. It means to sharpen like a knife, and it means that I'm to teach my kids in such a way that I put a sharp edge of faith on their lives. It means that I hone away all of the dumb beliefs and fears that keep faith dull, and I give them a sharp edge of faith that teaches them to trust God, that cuts through all of the lies and misinformation and misguided advice that they're going to get in the world. And, And this gives you an opportunity to teach your kids about money, and that when you do, that you teach them to give to God first, because it makes it easier for them to actually trust God in other areas of our lives, okay? Uh, For instance, there's a family in our church that when their kids were really small, they gave their kids three piggy banks. Um, One piggy bank was to tithe, to give to God. Another piggy bank was to save, and another piggy bank was money they could spend. And so they would pay their kids in nickels, and give them allowance in nickels, and they would put 10% in the tithe, jar, tithe bank, 10% in the savings bank, and the other 80% was for them to spend. And that's just how they grew up. Okay, now, fast forward eight years later. These kids, they're not perfect by any stretch of the means, okay? But these kids do not struggle in trusting God. That's not where they struggle in life. And it goes back to their parents teaching them to trust God when they were small. Because it had a domino effect in their lives. So you need to go back and you need to make sure that you're teaching your kids how to tithe. Because it will help them trust God in other areas of their lives. Look, let me say this. If you're single or maybe you don't have kids yet, look, Start tithing now, because rather than bringing all that fear about finances into your marriage or into your family one day, if you'll bring faith instead, I'm telling you, it sets you up for a completely different future. So start by tithing. And when you tithe, it gives you credibility when you're talking to your kids about how to trust God or talking to your grandkids about how to trust God, which in turn helps them start to trust in God. Because when you trust God, it has a domino effect about in, in your life, and it helps you trust God in other areas, and it helps them trust God in others. So when you tithe, it starts that domino effect in your life and helps you trust God and them trust God too. That's what it does. And so don't miss that. Don't miss that for your kids. Don't let, don't let that go by, by and miss your grandkids either. Okay? All right. Second big benefit is this. Is that God will provide a means of income. God will provide a means of income. Now, look. I need you to pay close attention to what I'm about to say during this point, because if anybody's going to get theologically messed up, it's right here, 
okay? So follow along and don't lose me and don't tune out, okay? Um, look what the Bible says in Malachi 3.11. This is God continuing and he continues by saying this. He says, if you tithe, he says, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit, says the Lord Almighty. Now, God told, was telling his people that he would not let disastrous things happen to their crops. Now, they were an agrarian society, so their crops would have been their means of income. And so God was saying, look, I will protect your means of income so that it is not devoured. And in this case, like probably by swarms of insects, all right? Now, most of us aren't farmers. Like, we don't live in a primarily agrarian society. So, how would this apply to us, okay? It means that God will protect your means of income from being devoured, okay? Now, listen, this is where people get messed up, all right? So, pay, pay attention, okay? This passage does not say that there will never be any pests ever. It doesn't say that. And so therefore, it does not mean that you will never have any financial setbacks. It does not mean that you might not ever lose your job. It does not mean that your income will always get bigger. It might not. But here's what it does mean. And here's what God is saying. He says that if you tithe, he will always make sure that there is some means of income somewhere. And that could look like a lot of things. For instance, in my family growing up, um, my dad one time, he went more than two years without a job. My dad was a business executive. He went more than two years without a job. But get this, we always had some form of income. It came through just like really random stuff. Like every now and then he would get a contract job or, you know, he was able to, you know, cash in some uh, retirement account. Or we lived on savings for a while. Uh, I remember one time he even got some odd jobs. One time he was even a cook at a local barbecue restaurant. But all the while growing up, my dad had always tithed. And even during those lean times, whenever he made money, he tithed on that too. Now, eventually my dad was able to get another, you know, you know business, you know, oriented job in his field. And... He was able to replace a lot of that. Now my dad and my mom, they're retired, and they're fine, and they're not the richest people, but they are happy. And isn't that what we're shooting for anyway? And it all goes back to that fact that my dad always tithed always trusted God. Even during those lean times, he was trusting God, even during those setbacks. And, and I don't know what that's going to look like for you. I have no idea how God might provide for you. I mean, it, it might be through the most random things. It might be through friends or family helping out, or you might be able to get a different job in a totally different field, or maybe you start a new job, or maybe there's an investment that comes through, or maybe there's enough savings. I mean, I don't really know how it would work for you, but here's the thing. I have never, I have never known anyone who is consistent at tithing that 
has had their entire financial state devoured. I, 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 I never have. No, listen. And I'm talking about people that tithe not just once, not just twice, but when tithing is an ongoing part of their life, I have never known anyone who has been a consistent tithing person that's really trusted God that they have become financially destitute. And interestingly enough, that's what the Bible says too. Look at this next verse in Psalm 37, 25. I'm not the only person that's noticed this. King David in Psalm 37 says, I was young and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be blessed. Now look, now in all of human history, is it possible that there is someone somewhere who tithed and you know, fell on financial ruin? I mean, okay, maybe. But here's the thing, I've never seen it. King David has never seen it. And so God tells you and he tells me, he says, hey, choose me. In the face of fear, choose me. Yes, losing a job can be super scary, but choose faith in me because I will provide. I will protect you from being devoured. There'll always be some sort of income, and it might not look what you think. It might not look like you want. I mean, I don't know what it looked like. It could come from those random things, but if you, God says, if you will trust me, I will protect you. You will not be devoured. That is his promise. And it all comes back to choosing faith over fear. In fact, I want you to hear from a family in our church who, for a long time, just lived in financial fear until they finally chose to live in faith. Let's listen to their story. I'm Chrissy. I'm Troy. Tithing always, we, we always looked at it as just an option. It wasn't like, you know, we weren't very obedient with it. I was working for a good company, but it still wasn't allowing me that necessary time right. with my family. You know, if I worked a close, a mid, which is 10 to about 8 or 9 o'clock at night, and then turn around and open the next morning, and I'd have to be there at 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, then, uh, then I wouldn't see my family for three days. Everything was a struggle in our lives. Yeah. You know, financially, um, I mean, you know, everything in our lives was, uh, was hard. I don't want to say we were unhappy, but we weren't happy. I came home, I was praying in my car um, on the way home one day, and I just was like, you know, there has to be something more. I was looking for, um, you know, to see where they were doing the, the camp in the city, and I'd only heard through Pine Cove because uh, he had went to camp in the city there at the park. So I was on their website just looking to see uh, what they had going on for the upcoming summer. And uh, right there I saw the opportunity come up for Director of Food Services. November rolls around and that's whenever we decided to um, fully commit to tithing. I felt like at the time that this was you know, God's way of saying, you know, I need you to be obedient. You've stepped out in faith with taking this job. Now I need you to be obedient in, in doing um, you know, doing, yeah, at first it was really hard. Whenever I was working at um, 
the other place, I was making quite a bit more um, in my salary. And um, you know, whenever we decided to step out in faith and accept you know, the position that I'm in now with less money, um, you know, initially, you know, the initial thought was, man, you know, how are we going to do this? We still wanted to be in control. We still wanted to, you know, be able to control those finances because we couldn't see how we were still going to be able to pay those bills. They're coming in, you know, doctor's bills, mortgage payment, you know, all these things, you know, continue to, to come in. That doesn't stop. We had fears. Um, and so we were scared. We put our trust more into money than we did God. Um, and I hate to say that. But just in the last couple of years, how much we have grown. It's almost like chains being broken. You know, you're no longer a slave to that. And now we're able to breathe a little easier. You know, it seems like it, it, that fear has been taken away because instead of looking at the money as being our stability, we look towards God. Now we can see God working in every single step. It's been amazing to be able to sit back and watch how you can you know, go from making $20,000 more a year to where I'm at currently. And it seems as if we're in a much better place. As time went on, you know, a week turned into two weeks, two weeks into three weeks, and you're just giving. Each week, it started getting easier. Whenever we need it, it's there. And whenever, you know, we, we come into a hardship or, you know, something happens, uh, somehow, some way, because of our obedience, because of our diligence, it provides. We never viewed tithing as it really making a spiritual impact. We never learned what it meant to tithe with your heart. It's really not about the financial blessing per se, but I can see that when you decide to follow God's Word and to be obedient, how that impacts you. Um, your spiritual life um, as well as um, your family's spiritual life as well. It has trickled down to our kids. Absolutely. Um, we, we talk to them about, you know, this is, this is the money that you got for your birthday, but, you know, we always, when we get blessed with something, we always give, you know, give back. So, um, so it's, it has been a domino effect. It's just so freeing to know that when you're faithful, God's faithful. Man, let's give them a hand. How about cool is that, right? Wow. It's like, so here's this family. You know, they're completely maxed out and stressed out in, in their lives and completely stressed out financially. He ends up taking a job. Well, they end up starting tithing and saying, okay, we're going to trust you. Takes a job where he's making $20,000 less. And now they have more disposable income. They have more time to spend with their kids. Things are much less stressful, and their lives are clearly blessed by God. And all because they just said, you know what, God, we're going to choose faith, even in the face of our fears. So here's what I want to do. I want to offer you, same thing I did last week, I want to offer you an opportunity to take the three-month tithe challenge, okay? And here's the tithe challenge. You tithe to this church you tied to God through this church for the next three months. 
And if at the end of three months, you can't say that your life is somehow better, and that might, might be financially, I, I hope that it is, and for a lot of people it is, but it might be in your marriage, it might be your kids, it might be parenting, it might be your health, it might be with your career, workplace, I mean, I don't really know. But if, you're, if your life is not somehow better in the next three months, we will refund all of your money to you, no questions asked. Where are you going to get a better deal than that? Right? I mean, I'm trying as best I can to take as much fear out of it as I possibly can. Look, I'm willing to put my mouth where my faith is. Are you? Take the three-month tithe challenge. Last Sunday, we had 181 families take the three-month tithe challenge. Okay? You ought to join them. Join them. Take the tithe challenge and trust God if you're not doing that already. Or at le- if you're not doing that, at least say, you know what, God, I'm going to start giving so that I can move towards tithing one day. At least start doing that. And make sure that you come next week because next week you're going to get to hear from a family who's been trusting God by tithing for more than 40 years. And you're going to hear what God's done in their lives as a result. Okay? So bow your head, close your eyes, let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the chance to be here today. Thank you for what you've been doing in the Watsons' lives. And I ask that the good work you've started in them, you continue, and that you let that spill over to their kids. And I ask that you would take the 181 families and more who are trusting you by tithing. God, that you would start a domino effect in their lives as well. And Lord, that you would help all of us choose to put our trust in and faith in you, even in the face of fear. And that through that, God, you would show yourself faithful and you would do things that we cannot explain other than, other than to say, that must be God. And so we ask that you would do all of this and so much more in our lives. And bring us back next week so that we can hear more of what you want to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more.